Welcome to the C3V podcast. And we go, it's from Luke 4, and it's the temptation of Jesus. I want to look at just three key things as fast as I can here. And at first it says here, it says, Jesus, full of the Spirit, returned to the Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness with the tough times. And it says to him, the devil said to him, if you are the Son of God. It's funny because just back... Uh, this is Luke 4. The end of Luke 3 is the genealogy of Jesus. It goes all the way back. Jesus was the son of Joseph, son of, son of, son of, son of, son of, all the way back. And Matthew's genealogy goes all the way back to he was a son of Abraham. Fantastic. That's fantastic if you're Jewish. But Luke, Luke's gospel, if you want to sum up Luke's gospel, is this. It's for everybody. This message isn't just for a people group or a certain type. This is for everybody. And as we work our way through Luke, you'll see that Luke is all about, it's about everybody and especially those who are on the outside looking in. Those who thought that they should be uh, pushed to the side. The, the hurting, the Samaritan, the, you know, the leper, the lame, the immoral, whatever it is, they, they were all the ones that were pushed to the outside. And Luke's genealogy takes the genealogy past Abraham and keeps working all the way back and it says, and Jesus, the son of God. Now, it's like it's like a declaration just right there a few verses ahead of us. But it's funny how the enemy will always come to you and say, if. If, are you that? Are you what, you know, we just declared before, I am chosen, I am blessed, I am favoured. And he would say, are you? That is really similar. It's like it could have all fallen apart on two words. Just that if if you are, yeah. like he just tries to sow the seeds of doubt. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm only kind of blessed. Maybe I'm sort of favoured. Maybe I just did, if I just did a little bit more, a little did, did a little bit of this, or did a little bit of that. He will always try and get you. But the Bible says this: that there's no temptation that is common to man. Right? Anything you're going through is common to everybody else. He will make you feel like you're the only one that's going through that. You're the only one who thinks like that. You're the only one who watched that show. You're the only one who said that. You're the only one who gossiped about it. Like, you're not. All these temptations that, that, that the devil tries and throws at you, they're all old news. He's got no new tricks. You know? Back, let's go back. Tom Manning, back. Back all the way back to the afternoon. Wasn't it a question kind of like that? Now it's if, but then it was like, did he? Did he say that? Is that really what God said about you? Is that really what they prayed about? Is that really what that prophecy was? That you were going to be blessed and you were going to have a house and you were going to have security, you were going to have a family, you were going to find your husband, whatever it is. Did he really say that? Like, it's all old news. It's old news. He's just got the same trick over and over and over again. And it's this, that you've missed it. The dream's dead. It's over. All right, this. The enemy will always try and put you in a tomb before it's your time. It says here that he tries to kill, steal, and destroy. That's, it. That's all he's trying to do. If, if you are, if you're it. So he, he kind of hits Jesus with three things. 
Oh, I don't know how many we'll get through. Maybe we'll roll into them. But the first one is this. If you're the son of God, command the stones to become bread. If you're it. If you're it, it says that Jesus, after 40 days of not eating, was hungry. Bible's... Thank you. Wouldn't have worked that out by myself. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for noting that in the thing. It's good to know that Jesus... He was hungry. And the devil comes to him and says, all right, well, just take a stone and make it and make it bread. Like this. He's saying this. Just take, just look after yourself. Just take care of yourself. And these are things that I think, again, there's not these aren't old, old, you know, like new, new schemes he's coming up. Because take care of yourself would very much be like a, a catchphrase of today. Like it's self-care. It's like just look after look after you. If someone's if someone's trying to push you, you all these things. Then just look after you. You're the priority. You're number one. Now, okay. I say, well, I say all that and, and make some glancing comments about self-care and boundaries and all these kinds of things. Um, it's not that it's not important. That's why God created a Sabbath because you're meant to have a time of rest. You you aren't meant to be go all the time, non-stop. There are points where, where, and it's mandated by God, that you take a day or you take some time and you rest, recharge. It's very, very important. I'm just saying it's very, very important to follow God's word, not to put yourself above that and say, no, I'm more important. Right. I'm it. I'm the one. I need to, and that's what the word is at. You need to look after you. You need to do what's good for you. Doing what's good for you really isn't gospel, isn't really Bible. It pulls you away from that. And it's funny that it said um, that he says, turn the stone to bread. And Jesus did, it wasn't about the miracle. He had no problems turning the stone to bread. I'm like, that's really funny. It was more just that, that I'm not here to just take care of myself. That who do I trust? My trust it comes from the Lord. My, I look to the mountains. Where, like, that's where my help comes from. My help doesn't come from me helping God. And I think that's that gets into where it's where God comes and says, "I've got you. You don't have to worry." That's why Jesus would say, "Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about tomorrow. Even I've got you." And when that is your faith, when that is your trust, you don't have to worry about taking care of yourself. You don't have to try and help things along. I've got here, we get into a position that we try to help God with the miracle. Right. Oh God, you said I was going to be blessed, so I'm going to, I'm going to go and, and just invest everywhere. This Nigerian priest, he called me up and I'm going to invest because you said that I'm priestly and surely that's a sign like, I'll just help you along. I'll just, if I can just get things moving in the right direction, God. You said you said I was going to meet a man, so I'm going to make sure I spend every Saturday night out at the clubs, surveying what's around, in case you lead me that way. If I can, just, I'll just help you along a little, God. I'm taking a really long time here, so let me just let me just help things. Like you've got to remember that uh, we're led by God; we don't lead God. Right. You know, and Paul got in this situation where it's like, like I'm trying to go this way. God's telling me not. And it's like, okay, well, should I go this way? Oh, the door's shut. 
Okay, I'll stop. It's like when our spirit is open, we're, we're following the, the, the spirit, whether it's in or out or up or down or around or stop or start or don't or stand or sit, whatever it is, when we're open to that, we're not, we're not trying to take care of ourselves. We're trying to say, God, I know that you're for me. And I know that they're not again, and I'm just going to listen to you. And wherever you say to go, I will go. You see, Abraham and God got into the same thing. You know, he came to Sarah and said, look, you're going to have, you're going to have a baby. You are going to be the seed of a generation. You're going to get a son. And so it was so ridiculous that Sarah laughed. Imagine laughing at God. <laughs> like, it's, it's ridiculous. But... When you're of a certain age, it's, 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 it's not that ridiculous. Right? If God's coming to you when you're 80 saying you're going to have a kid, I'm like, God, just take, take me that No. <laughs> but I heard someone say this about and Abraham, and, and, and they forced it. They were like, well, God, you're taking too long. You gave us the promise. It's now been a few years. It hasn't happened. And we're not getting any younger, you know. Let's go for it. I heard someone say this about it, and I've got to say it was someone else because I love this line, and and I can't find it anymore. They said this. It was the right seed. It was the wrong womb. Wow. And we can take the promise of God, and we can put it in the wrong place, and we get the wrong results. But God's saying, no, it's the right, you've got the right thing, you just have to be patient for it and wait, and then it get put in the right place. Because we're just trying to say, oh, well, if I just put it here or if I just put it there, you know? God, and it's in these times, it's in these times that God really stretches it. Yeah. He stretches it, you know, when, when they came to feed the five, five thousand, it says, gee, Jesus knew what he would do, but he said it to stretch Philip's faith. You're like, oh, hey, I don't like that. But if you look at a, if you look at a elastic band, it's only useful when it's stretched. With it, before then, it's of no use to you. It, it has no purpose. Well, it's just, it's just, it's just a bit of rubber. But once you, it begins to stretch, it becomes useful. The capacity of them too is is different, but the function is the same. Because God, He stretches us in different capacities for different roles, but our function becomes the same. Our function is to see God working through our lives. I put this, it's in the stretching that it finds its purpose. It's as God begins to expand us and stretch us a little and think, well, I don't know if I can do this, and he pulls us out a little, and we find that our capacity is in increasing. Stretching is a sign of growth, you know. In all the times when I've been pregnant, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but we use that as the analogy, right? Stretching is a sign of growth. Stretching becomes a good thing. Stretching shows that something is growing on the inside of you. And, you know, and it comes with cost. You realize that, that old clothes that you used to put on don't fit anymore. That what used to work before doesn't work now. Because I'm stretching and I'm and I'm growing, you know. It's like we say to them, "When are you expecting?" Because I know that my stretching has a purpose. My stretching has a fulfillment. 
I'm not stretching for no reason. I'm stretching because something in my capacity is growing and God's expanding me out for something. It's You can say for something, it's like, yeah, we're expecting something new. We haven't done this, but this is a new process for me, you know? Sometimes God just takes it, takes you through it once, and that's it. But then time and time again, yeah, yeah, we're going through this process again. I'm stretching again. I'm expecting again. I didn't know I could have stretched. For some, too, it's like they get stretched and out come twins. It's like a double blessing. It's like, I didn't know. You're tripping. I don't know if you've seen, have ever seen that document, like cotton quintuplets or whatever. It's like, how, how can a body stretch that much? Right? It doesn't make it doesn't make sense. If you looked at the person before, you go, I don't like how didn't no, I won't say that. But how didn't you explode? Right? It's like the stretching, you think surely there couldn't be any more. Surely there couldn't surely there has to be but we stretch it out. That's why God constantly talks about stretching. Stretch out your tents. Yeah. Expand your capacity. Right. Push, push, push. Push things out. Expand, expand, expand. I'll put this. Stretching is uncomfortable. Right. But maybe comfortable is the enemy of what God's trying to do. I think if we sit and get comfy, you know, you put on your stretch, stretchy pants. You know, and you go, well, I'll just go out and I can come back in. You know, I'll just do enough as I'm right with. He's saying, no. Stretch it, stretch it. I'll put here. Sometimes we say something that we can't do. When really it's just something that we want to do. Right. And we say, God, I couldn't be stretched that much because we don't want to go through the process of the stretching. It's not that I can't, it's really that I don't want to. Right. And that's the kind of internal attitude that we have to battle about if he's stretching us. The Bible says this, that, that David went back and forth from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And then in 1 Samuel 7 20, says he said he rose early in the morning and he left the sheep with the uh, keeper and he took the provisions and he went as Jesse had commanded him. You see, as David was anointed, and even as David started to be promoted, he still returned to the commitments that he had prior. It was like a straight, they can't have been easy to every day get up early and look after your father's sheep because you've been asked to. And then you go and you look after the king because you've been asked to do that. And you've got one foot either side of promise and fulfillment. But he still says, you know what, but I'll stay faithful to what I was committed to. I'll stay faithful to my function. And as we allow God to stretch us, he increases your capacity. You know, we're, we're close for time, and that's, and that's point one. So maybe I'll just keep point two and point three for next week. So really, the same, let me end with the same question that I asked last week. Will you be faithful without all the answers? Will you be faithful Will you be faithful to God allowing you to stretch you, to walking into a new season? 
hey God, I haven't, I haven't been stretched before. I feel like I'm at my capacity, but I'll allow you. I'll let you stretch me just that little bit more. God, let me stay faithful to my functions. Let me stay committed to my commitments. But will we be faithful? Will you be faithful to the stretching when things look bad? Or will you be faithful to the stretching when things aren't going to plan? Will you be faithful to the stretching in the trials? And will you be faithful to the stretching in the shipwreck? Will you be faithful to the stretching out of sea season? Will you be faithful to the stretching in the flood? Will you be faithful to the stretching in the valley? Will you be faithful to the stretching in the fire? Thanks for listening to the C3V podcast. To find out more about our church, visit us at c3v.ca.